With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, July 27th, and you are listening to the program that attempts to take mysteries out of your life and your financial life by encouraging you to ask questions. You can do that by going to our website, jillonmoney.com. When you get there, you click the contact us button, write down a question, and we would be really happy to have you join us on the air if you would be okay with that. You can always change your name and a few facts just to maybe not put it all out there for the entire universe to hear. Maybe you're worried that ChatGPT is going to recognize your voice you know, all those things. Oh, by the way, Mark, I did ask for uh, chat GPT to write a blog post for me and they did pretty well. It was like 70% correct. Thankfully it's 30% wrong. So that's good. But it did sound a little bit like me. It's very weird. And it was fast. You know, I'm hoping to replace myself eventually, but uh, not for a few years. This would be good news for you, Mark, by the way. Did you ever consider that the chat GPT could really extend your career? You know, Amanda was playing around with that the other day. She had to chat GPT, do like a, a proposal pitch. And? She was alarmed. <laughs> it's wild. And it happens so fast that it's created so quickly. That's the part that's amazing. It's like, okay, I get it that maybe a third of it is going to be off. Have you played with it at all, Mark, or not? No, I have not. But Amanda, like I said, Amanda did it the other night to do a pitch. And <laughs> I think she was uh, thinking about her job security. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, in her world, the pitch is one part, but sitting with the client is a much bigger aspect. So I think that there's something to be said in terms of having um, where you have a career where you have to do things like that, like put a pitch together, write a brief, um, for me, write a script. But, you know, it's kind of nice to have the bones of the script done and then go back and be like, okay, well, now what? So I think that that's kind of, to me, it feels like that's the the great upside for it. The problem is that it probably means that you don't have as many entry level or even like 
you know, let's think about the, all those people who are three to five year consultants who have been doing those pitches for the senior people like Amanda. That might be a, a job that doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe you need them to get to her level anyway. I'm not sure. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, go play with ChatGPT because it is fun. Oh, one of my friends at CBS, one of the guys who's a very cool photographer there, he did use like that image creation and he thought it was funny. He showed me this thing. It was like, I wanted to put in something Pride March because he was going to make me like a little Pride March, something to, to use. And it created six lions like marching down. It looked like Fifth Avenue. It was so cool. And it was just a funny way of thinking like, oh, these words together have very different meanings. Like the the the, the zeros and ones had a different meaning. So anyway, enough about ChatGPT and enough about that. If you would like to join us again, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air while you're on the website. Don't forget, you've got the free weekly newsletter and the podcast, the other podcasts and the blog and resources. You can also subscribe to Jill on Money Live for 35 bucks. You get access to quarterly live webinars and lots of new bonus content that's going to be populating very shortly. Don't forget, do that right now before Mark jams the price up on you. Today, we are joined by listener Jeff, who's on the line in Ohio. What's going on? How can we uh, help you out today? Well, uh, my wife and I, for a long time, have wanted to purchase a mountain home. It's been sort of a dream of ours. Hmm. We're in our late 50s. We're approaching retirement, but not quite ready to, to let go of work. And we also have some other things going on. We have... Uh, a mother-in-law that I'm, we're supporting with with uh, her siblings. We have a daughter who might be a slow launcher, and so we have you know various cross currents that have mm-hmm. you know financial implications. I, I think if it were just uh, my wife and myself and our jobs, we could probably you know pull the trigger without any concern. But ha- having these other things that are unknowns in the picture make it a little more complicated. These damn family members, how dare they? How dare they mess up our mountain home? Well, let's go through some of the numbers, okay? So you and your wife, you're in your late 50s, right? And you, um, you're um, you both working, right? Correct. How much do you guys earn together? We together are about 650. You own a home already. Your, your primary residence, how much is that primary residence? That's worth? correct. It's about a million and it's paid off. All right, great. And you would keep this home, right? The, the primary home is, uh, we presume no matter what, you hold on to it. Yes, you know, we might end up switching to something else in a couple of years, but we would this, you know, we would keep the a primary home and and have a mountain home as a, as a second home. Okay, you mentioned a mother in law that you're helping to support. Yes, how much is that? It's about fifteen hundred a month, but it's variable. And as she gets older uh, and maybe has more needs, variable might increase. And the daughter, uh, how old is she? She is a senior in college, and she's likely going to finish up this year. But we have the the feeling that she's going to need a little more help launching than our son, who's in his mid twenties and is doing fine on his own. All right, so we don't we don't have to worry about your son. He's on his own. No, no um, bank of mom and dad, right? Only the cell phone plan, which apparently is the last thing uh, that they get off of, from what I understand. I can't even. That is so funny. It's true. That in a Peloton account, according oh, to right. Bernice. Oh, right. He's on that. You're right. <laughs> okay. So what would the mountain home cost if we were to make this a reality? What's the, what's the price tag of that? It's about $1.5 And now- 
the magic question. Tell us about all of the money you have squirreled away to make the even the conversation possible about the mountain home. Right. Well, uh, let's see. On my side, uh, I have a old 401k that's about 2.4, uh, 90% pre-tax, 10% Roth. New 401k, it's about 130 and about 30% Roth. And a Roth IRA with 225. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And a brokerage account, That's you just mentioned all retirement. That, that's just my retirement side. I was going to go through my wife and then okay, we do have other do, stuff. Okay, let's do wife. My wife has uh, about 1.2 in a 401k, uh, mostly pre-tax, 390 in a deferred comp plan, and 243 in a Roth. Okay, great. You say you saved a bunch of money. This is awesome. Uh, deferred comp, does that mean that she's, is she any, um, she entitled to any pension? Yes, she is actually. Her mm. pension, you know, it depends on when she retires and when she takes it, but we're, we're counting on her retiring, say, a year and a half and taking it at age 65, and that would be about 75000 a year. Wow, that's great. So seventy five grand a year at age 65, right? Yes. Okay, you get nothing. You get nada. Nothing, nope. All right. You just have to live on your, you know, two and a half million dollars. Poor you. Uh, what about non-retirement assets? Okay. Well, we have the money for the house separate already. So we have that in a separate account ready to go. Like a million and a half or uh, like cash? Worse, yes. Well, we've been, you know, we've, we're ready to make the move. So we've been gradually moving it into cash. We've actually saved it, most of it as cash over the years. Uh, it wasn't, it was a losing uh, thing to do for quite a few years, but now it's, uh, now you, know, you feel like a damn genius. Okay. What about the non-house assets? Right. We have, uh, about, uh, uh, 3.7 million in various brokerage accounts. Mark's laughing because, you know, let's just, we have a certain uh, moment where we have, let's, let's just cue the hate mail right now. I mean, it's coming, but all right. You know what? Jeff and his wife deserve our attention and I'm happy to talk. So 3.7 million apart from the house in the brokerage, lots of different stuff going on. Do you manage it yourselves or do you have someone manage it for you? Yes, I manage it myself. I've, I've had advisors on and off over the years, but I would say the last 10 or 12 years I've been on my own. You've been doing a great job, man. Fantastic. Here's a key question that we need to really figure out without the mountain home. What do you need to live on for real? Without the mountain home and projecting my mother-in-law's needs and my daughter's yeah. needs, we're thinking about fifteen to seventeen thousand. But that includes a lot of discretional spending, discretionary yeah. spending. Like, like that, you you're saying to me that's a pretty rich number, right? Like you're not saying to me like uh, that's, and then I have to add like for my, for my fun money, that's the real number, right? Yes. That's uh, yeah, that's the life we live currently, I would say. Okay. And if we were to add the mountain home, obviously there's some maintenance and taxes. Absolutely. What do you think that adds to the, to the mix? You know, I'm a little worried about that, but I'm thinking about 2,500 a month. Let's say three. Okay. Let's say, let's say that you need 20 grand a month. Let's make this a fat number. That's the number I was thinking, actually. Okay, good. So if you need 20 grand a month, how much longer are you guys really going to work? You know, I say that I'm working for three more years, but it's a rolling three years. So 
Uh, if you asked me last year, I said three years. If you asked me the year before, I said three years. If you asked me next year, I'd probably say three years. I actually like my job and I like working. By the way, I like you working also. I, I am in my career 2.0. I've done my, uh, my great money reset to plug your book. That's great. That's awesome. So, and your wife, not so much. Like she's ready she, to kind of pull the trigger. Yeah, she likes working. You know, I don't see her not working, but we can't figure out exactly what she's going to do next. We don't have visibility how she can transition her career into something that she's still going to like, but gives her the independence to have more time off and to, to be remote, which is the it, goal. Yeah, totally. But in your job, can you be remote? Yes, I'm 100% remote. I can oh, work that's awesome. Okay. So- what do you earn? Just you. Let's forget her for one. Second. I'm about half of that. I'm about three twenty. So if you looked at your three twenty and you kept doing that, I don't know. So you're sixty two. You what are you like fifty seven ish? Um, fifty eight. Fifty eight. Do you think you could do this for five more years, or you really wanted to look at three years? Oh yeah, no, I, I would do this indefinitely, so long as conditions don't change. You know, I like my boss. I like my coworkers. I, you know, I like yeah. the organization. But, you know, people change, cultures change, and, no you know, I recognize that's a possibility. All right. And what's your um, full, your your Social Security benefit? Le, give me your, do you have your 70 and your full retirement age? Yeah. If we, uh, we're both about the same. If we um, if we were to retire now and take it at 70, it would be 4,200. If we, um, yeah, I guess, worked a few more years to fill a little more of those buckets, I think we max out around 4,500 each. All right. So 9,000. That comes in from Social Security. Plus, thank you very much, your wife's pension. It's kind of cool because right there you've got 180 of your 240 need, right? You've got a nice, I mean, that's pretty healthy. Of your the 240,000 that we need, you have 183,000 that's coming in. It's taxable. So, you know, right. I, let's say that it's, um, let's knock that down. Let's call that, let's call it 120. Let's okay. say that you need another 120 a year, okay, net to you. Since I'm going to pretend that the house fund doesn't exist and we've bought the house, I don't see how this is not an easy decision for you. What is holding you back? I think that, um, you know, I've gotten used to having a large nest egg. And part of my decisioning has always been, well, yes, we have the income now to support it. But what if something happened and we were both not employed or not employable, which probably sounds ridiculous to you. And maybe I need a therapist, not a, <laughs> a money counselor. But I've, I've actually probably for the latter half of my career, I've based my assumptions on being able to do what we do if, if neither of us could work. Yeah, but I mean, let's say that. I mean, really, you're right. There, That is a smart way to consider that. You want to be conservative, right? Correct. Okay. So even then, if you had the house to buy, okay, you you pull the trigger on that. To some extent, it's like, it seems to me like you're treating it as if you've thrown it out the window. You still own an asset. I think about house. that too, because maybe 10 or 15 years from now, the capital in the house, you know, we sell it and the capital comes back to our nest egg or if our, you know, there's a change of fortune, we could always sell it and a lot of that money will come back to our... Right. Yes. I mean, that's, I guess what I'm saying to you is that like, I think that you're in your mind, you're playing like a little bit of a funny trick on yourself in that, you know, you're like, well, that million and a half, it's gone. Well, you could sell one of the two homes. There's a million or there'll be two and a half million dollars in real estate assets, right? Correct. And then there is going to be, you know, 
forgetting even about the Roth. I mean, like you have, you have the money to do this. I, I understand that it's, it's, um, it's agonizing sometimes to, but you know, you have almost $8 million by my count. So the idea that you would spend a million and a half bucks on a mountain home, I mean, for everyone listening before you like send the hate mail, just chop a zero off of everything we're saying. Okay. And now you can like put it into your own terms. So you have someone who's making, you know, the same kind of money, just chop a zero off. And we're, all we're talking about is the anxiety that we all feel when we make big decisions and we're scared about those decisions. I do not think, Jeff, that you're putting your family at risk. And I think that if you feel like you want to do this, I'd be like, God dang it. I worked my butt off. I've saved all this money. Why shouldn't you do it? I mean, what's the case against doing it? So the money can pile up and you leave it to your two kids. I mean, yeah, that's fine. But like, don't you want to do this? Let's do it. Absolutely. I want to do it. I just, I guess I need some validation from, from someone who, you know, understands the money picture. I have just had this conversation with people a a lot. Okay. And again, it may not be 8 million. It might be 800,000. We just talked to this woman earlier this week. Who's talking about like, I could buy a tiny house for this much money. And like, Sometimes we could just like get into this um, a little bit of this circular thinking. In your case, I think what you're doing is you're being really smart and you're being as conservative as you can. That said, if you guys have been dreaming of doing this, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? The money is not doing anything for you. I mean, I'm happy you have, you know, $3.7 million in a brokerage account, a million and a half dollars in your house fund. You could just let that million and a half dollars sit there. You will not spend it. You will not spend it. To me, you have put yourself in the place to make this decision. The only thing that might happen is you're like, oh, I don't like running two households. Big deal. Sell one of them. Yeah, I do worry about that, actually. But that's a, that's a non-financial issue. That's a, a different Yeah, we're going to hire your daughter. We're going to yeah, launch exactly her right now. Right. How would you like to be a property manager? We're going to show you how to do that. Jeff, I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to real. You want you to go talk to your wife and say, I talked to Jill and Mark. We've proven to ourselves, and now they have validated that we can afford to do this. If something changes, if all of a sudden your mother and your daughter need $10,000 a month together, then sell one of the houses and you'll help them. Big deal. These are, these are things, these are assets. You are not throwing money out the window. You can do this. Okay. I feel comfortable with this. Now, do you have all your estate documents done? Don't you, Mark, don't you feel like Jeff's the kind of guy who has all of his estate documents done? Yes, of course. Got, yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Let's get Jeff's daughter a job. Then you'll feel relieved, but you're going to be, you're in great shape. You're in great shape. Is there anything else that we can help you with? No, nope, you helped a lot. We're going to pull the trigger. I'm so psyched. I love it. I love spending other people's money. It's so good. It really is. You're, you know what? And, and I just, I'm going to tell you the truth, Jeff. I, so I bought a second home in 2010. I did the exact same thing that you're doing. I made every single assumption and my girlfriend said, okay, I said, well, let's pretend we both make half as much money as we're making. She's like, no, let's pretend you never get another job and I make half as much. Like we, we did all of those spreadsheets and I still proved it to myself and it was still scary at the closing. But you know what? Best thing I ever did. Best thing I, I mean, besides my dogs, of course, but best thing I ever did. And I cannot emphasize how much of a difference it has made in our lives. So I, 
wholeheartedly encourage people. If you're dreaming of doing something and you've proven it yourself and you just need another set of eyes on it, we're happy to help you. Give us a shout. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Do let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. We'd love to have you. Don't forget that all of our content lives on the website at JillOnMoney.com. You can subscribe to the new service. You can buy the book. You can get the free weekly newsletter. All that fun stuff is there. God, this is such a great call. I love it. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Please don't send hate mail on this one. Really, he sounds like a nice guy. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 